0: Excited about today's conversation. Uh, it'll be the first time that I've, I've had this lesson, so I uh, gave this lesson. So I'm looking forward to diving in uh, to the momentum of a meeting. Uh, but before we do that, I want everybody to pull up the All Squatch channel and let's just do a check in who's on track, who's off track with all of your metrics that you would like to accomplish. That you are aware of for this week, being Wednesday halfway through the week. Not even halfway, right? About noon today will be halfway. Matt's almost halfway. <sighs> Love it. On track. So I'm gonna pick on I'm gonna pick on Matt since he's a coach. Matt, when you uh when we look at on track metrics you want to accomplish this week what are your targets that you're on track for so i uh 100 reach outs for blue agents schedule uh two p2s for next week um two agent applications i'm not not the two yet but i got i got one commitment so, and I just have uh, – my other goal is with self-hustle P1. I haven't gotten that yet, but week's not over. Beautiful. You guys see that, right? Like, he has defined measurable targets that he wants to accomplish that will get him the results that he desires, and it's it's a slow build up, right? Like, Matt is – he's the youngest coach that we have, so he's still working up to a full team, Right? Uh, some of the other guys, I need them running five to seven P2s a week. So they need to be setting five to seven and running five to seven. We have 60 as the target for the month for P2s that we want to run. Let's do the math. If we average $2,000 a P2 and we run 60, how much marketing dollars did we just pull in for the month, Tom? Trying to do math in my head a lot. 60 times 2,000, 120 yeah, grand. Twenty grand, yeah. All right. It's that that is gonna go a long way um for each brand ambassador, each coach, right, for Blue Equinox to reinvest in more appointment centers so that we can continue to grow the program. So, so yesterday in the coaches meeting, uh, we talked about the the metrics and the averages of how we get right the results that we want all right so who is uh, who's not um uh, i got sean brad tom doug lewis scott and matt so if you haven't checked in whether or not you're on track or off track um chime in and in all squads channel i know we had a couple guys doing late there um let's see scott martin what are your targets your measurable targets that have that you're on track for this week <clears throat> It's reaching out to 100 blue agents and setting meetings, at least uh, I'm shoot for five and I've got seven right now. Good. All right. So we're going to jump in and we're going to talk about um, the different meetings that we run and the momentum of the meeting, right, Um, with the different types of people that we meet with. So, I'm going to share my screen, and we're going to type some notes here. So, you guys see momentum of a meeting? Yes, we do. All right. Beautiful. So, this is going to be very interactive. So, when you guys think about what we do here, what is the first type of meeting that comes to mind? What do you think of? Anybody? P1 P1 audit. audit. Okay, so we're going to create types of meetings first. P1 audit meeting. What else? What other kind of meeting? You get your blue agent, you get your blue agents, and your brand ambassador meetings. Blue agent, okay. brand ambassador meetings. What else? Engine partners. Engine partners. What else? marketing meeting your phase two okay two so let's just put let's put all those together p2 audit p3 audit p4 audit p5 audit okay what else <clears throat> um sales meeting be Coach, more specific which uh, monday, monday the first hour of our monday meeting okay Let's let's keep it um, customer or partner focused. What else might we do? What other type of meeting might we find ourselves engaged in um, that has a lot of pressure and are usually very short? If we're doing what for ourselves, cold call one on ones, cold calling, self hustle, Mm. self hustle. Audit prospecting meeting, <clears throat> cold calling. Okay, so we've got our audit meetings. We've got our blue agent brand ambassador meetings. We got engine partner meetings, and then we've got self-hustle audit prospecting meetings, which is long for cold calling, All right? <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to break out and I'm going to talk about The blue agent brand ambassador meeting first, because that is what, as brand ambassadors, we're charged with doing the most often, right, with our time, okay? If we say, as a brand ambassador, we need to put 20 hours a week into building our business minimum, right? And you do two hours on Monday, one hour here on Wednesday, one hour with your coach on a one-on-one, one one hour on Saturday, doing your core four and your 168 and your scorecard check-in, that's five hours. You got 15 hours left. If you break that down in a week, how many hours a day do you have to do, to run audits, to recruit, to prospect, to do whatever else with that time, right, that you're supposed to be putting into building your business here? Let's do the math. 15 hours divided by five. You got three hours a day that you should be putting into um, putting energy and effort into building your business. And blue agent brand ambassador meetings are the number one thing right, that you are charged to do the most of. So when you think about the framework of how we're going to take a complete stranger from not knowing us at all, not knowing you or Blue Equinox, to joining this room of people on a week-to-week basis or being a Blue agent that you meet with monthly and hold accountable to bring a deal to get a deal, what is the very first thing that comes to mind in this meeting or in this process with a Blue agent? What's the first thing you got to do? Show them what's in it for them. More, more specifically, what's the very first thing you do? We're going to lay out the the process of what leads up to a meeting. Then we're going to talk about the momentum of the meeting. You, you have, to have to know what you're to them. party. You have to get them get the meeting. You have to recruit them and give them a reason to meet with you. So you got to target and engage the person, right? And then once you target and engage the person, you're going to Set the presentation meeting, okay? And this is a a phone call. Uh, are you guys sitting most of your meetings uh, with phone calls or are you sitting most of them through LinkedIn and email? Through LinkedIn and email for me. Yeah, me as well, LinkedIn, LinkedIn and email. And email. Okay, so target and engage the person. You're doing it through LinkedIn, email, or phone call. And in that engagement, you are setting the presentation meeting, and then you're presenting the program. What happens next after you present the program? After the program's presenting, you get them to go to the application, and you get their commitment. So I'm going to show you guys right now two steps we're adding to the recruiting of blue agents or uh, additional brand ambassadors. We're gonna target and engage the person through LinkedIn email or phone call. We're gonna set the presentation meeting. We're gonna present the program. And then we're going to share the immersion movie. And we're gonna refer them to our website. To watch brand ambassador testimonies that are on our website. So, right here, partners, four options brand ambassador, blue agent, engine program, or referral partner. Brand ambassador, learn more. And here's gonna be our testimonies of guys that have came through the program, right? We just got these up in every class. just keep adding to this so they're literally going to see dozens and dozens and dozens of men who have came through the program and why they should contemplate this for themselves as well and then they're going to watch the movie and they're going to see what you what every one of us have seen right of why we do what we do here and at the end of the day What is gonna weed people out from making that step into brand ambassador program is gonna be the time commitment. So what I'm gonna give you guys is I'm gonna give you the persona of what we're looking for. You're gonna have qualifying questions in this initial conversation. Do they meet this parameter? And if they do, then then they can progress potentially to brand ambassador. Otherwise it's gonna force them to be a blue agent right? And that's what we all want. We all want blue agents, right? But from time to time, there's going to be that guy just like you that needs this program, that needs core four accountability, that wants it, all those things, right? Whatever it is in his life that is calling him to be here. So these are going to be all the tools, right? Now we're going to, so let's talk about, right? The purpose of this training Let's talk about the momentum of this meeting, right? During your engagement, if you're doing it through LinkedIn or email, right? You're you're keeping it short and sweet and you're telling them about this program where we have deals, we'd like to talk about synergies. So you have this short and simple hook message that you're using to get them to take a meeting and that gets them onto a Zoom meeting where we present. Now, with a partner, it is much different than with a customer. A partner, you can be laid back, right? Um, you, can, you can take your time uh, going through the slides and really make sure that they understand the value, right? It can move at a slower pace, but at the same time, right? I want you guys to remember those 11 attributes of how to be dynamic and entertaining. Those should always come to your mind, okay? If you're not applying the 11 attributes of how to be dynamic and entertaining to every conversation that you have, well, you may come across as boring, as flat, and it may start to feel like a waste of someone's time, okay? And, and look, there's lots of trainings. We've all sit in lots of trainings. Have you ever sat through a training and you heard the presenter or the trainer say something and you're like, mm, that makes sense, but you've never applied it to you in your life and, and like search through how you do what you do and found that area where you're like, oh, there it is. That's where I'm doing that. That's where I'm fucking that up. I want you to do that right now. When you look at yourself and you look at the way that you present you and your value and the program that you're promoting or the service that you're promoting, do you find yourself from time to time speaking in a tone of voice that has no energy, no excitement? Do you find yourself speaking too slow or moving too slow through the facts around the value of what you're presenting? Does the momentum start to die? The excitement and the energy starts to die. Because if you can see that, if you can identify that moment, that is the moment where you need to do things differently right? And that takes energy and effort to be applied in moments just like that. So let's talk about that for a second. How do you change? If that's how you're naturally doing things today, how do you how do you change what you're naturally designed to do the way that you're doing it? Doug, I'd love your input. How, how does someone, when they are, become aware that they're moving too slow, they're dry, they're boring, and they're not being very compelling. How would you recommend them do something about that? I'd practice, I'd role play, I would reach out to another brand ambassador, role play with them, I would script it as well. You know, I think that I think the challenging part for a lot of us is that we tend to get into these conversations and we don't stick to the plan, we don't have a map. And if we, wrote down a script from beginning to end that we stuck to uh you're going to gain more confidence from that and from that confidence you're going to gain more conviction and from that conviction you're going to gain more enthusiasm and once you start seeing some wins come from that that's when i feel like it's really going to take off for each individual but i would say a combination of all those things It's really good that's really good all right? so scripting knowing what you say When in the conversation, right, role playing with yourself, with other guys that do what you do, right, watching videos of other guys present that are having success, they get the yes, right, they get the yes, and then you identifying, listing out, okay, here are some areas that I'm weak. Here's some areas where the momentum dies, right? To where when I watch myself do it and I watch this person do it, the reaction from the person, the people are completely different. And what are we talking about right now? We're talking about forensics work on yourself. How many people truly, right? Go back and watch film of themselves. Let's name some... Some industries. What's the number one industry that comes to mind around this concept of what I'm talking about right now, Matt? Football. Yeah. Professional athletes. Professional athletes. Professional down to Pop Warner football. We watch film and evaluate what we did wrong, right, how to get better. Why do they do that, you guys think? Because if they see it, they become aware of it in a way that they – couldn't otherwise know it we get caught up in in our what we how we think we're projecting and we don't see we don't see the forest for the trees zoom's good for that because you can watch yourself you know coaches always used to say brad the eye in the sky never lies (laughs) and we lie to ourselves exactly and at the end of the day numbers don't lie That's the thing I love about sales. Like I ain't got to say shit. My numbers speak for themselves. What I sell, what I close, who I talk to. Like I don't have to brag. I don't have to say a word. So what are your numbers telling you? If you don't like the results you're getting, then you got to dig into it. You got to go do some forensics work and you gotta, you got to have something to compare it to. So, Scott Martin, okay, if you're presenting to five guys a week and you're not getting three to five applications, what should you do? Review the way I'm doing it. How are you going to do that? What you just said, watch my videos to see how I'm presenting it. And, and then what? Try to improve on what I'm doing. What are you going to compare it to? What do you mean? What are you going to compare the way you're doing it to? How I see it done and uh, others do it. Not just others, but somebody that's doing it and winning and succeeding, right? Right. So what should you do right now? Like today, after this meeting, in in the realm of recruiting blue agents or potential future brand ambassadors, what should you make sure that you do after this meeting? Watch a meeting, uh, a Blue Agent meeting, to see how. It's From going. who? From you would be a good one. I agree. From me would be a really good one. Uh, your coach, right? Go to your coach, like, hey, I want a successful ran Blue Agent presentation, one that resulted in someone saying yes and signing up to be in the program, because. I want to be as good or better than that. Right. And I would suggest you guys get two or three. Every one of us have multiple presentations. Right. And a lot of the, every one of the coaches and me and Jamin have successfully closed partners. Right. So you need to watch those glean from those, learn from those and strive to level up each area of the presentation. So, you master the 30-minute presentation to a blue agent, a brand ambassador. And those can go long sometimes if they have a lot of questions and you get into them, right? They could go up to an hour. I've literally spent almost two hours on the phone when on a Zoom meeting, right? When I dug into the details of my story and letting someone else really talk about their story. Let's see what we got here. All right. No problem. Um, So Scott had to drop for his W-2. So that is the blue agent conversation. The momentum of that, you want to keep it moving along. You want to keep it entertaining for the person you're talking to, all right? What are, there's this thing called, we want to sizzle the deal, right? Sizzle the deal. What are the things that really sizzle the deal when you're recruiting a blue agent uh, or uh, brand ambassador? What are the things that we have that other people don't equity and marketing dollars deal for a deal a lead exactly exactly right so i'm gonna lay them out for you the before people get to know you and before they hear about core four what is going to attract them is money 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 we're all sales people we all fucking love money Okay. We want to make a lot of money. We want to make a million dollars a year. So if knowing that that's how you hook them. Hey man, I got some deals. I want to talk about the synergies, how we can work them together to make each other money. Let's set up a zoom. Let's meet for 30 minutes. You get them on. You're like, okay, listen, I'm going to present to you this program I'm a part of. So you get to hear it for everything that it is so that you can make a decision for yourself how you want to do business with us. We're absolutely going to work some deals together and capitalize on the synergies, right? Because you meet these parameters that I'm going to give you guys, okay? But you want to be excited. You want to be energetic. You want to be motivated to share this information with them. So you want the momentum of the Blue Agent Meeting to move swiftly. And if they have questions, you can stop and you can answer those. But you're gonna talk about preset appointments on their calendar. You're gonna explain the program and how we went out and built this network of providers and we built our own marketing company to create preset appointments. And then, right, if you're in HubSpot, you can literally go here and say, and check it out. Here's 71 preset appointments right now that are scheduled on the calendar, 71. Right. And then if you really wanted to get people excited, visual pictures, right? Here's all the P1s that we have scheduled this week. Does your calendar look like that? If it doesn't, you should come here because we'd love to put meetings on your calendar every single week. Now, not everybody has access to those, but your coaches do, and Jamin does. Right. And I spoke to Jamin right before this, he's on spring break with his kids, but Jamin as of right now is available to come to every Blue Agent Brand Ambassador meeting that every single one of you set. So invite Jamin and he will make sure that he assists you or presents for you during this presentation of Blue Agent Brand Ambassador because I want applications. I want people signing up to bring a deal, to get a deal or become brand ambassadors. And if you haven't mastered it, how to relay all the value he has, he's going to assist you. When your coaches are too busy running audits with their team and I'm too busy uh, with everything going on that I have to come, Jamin is available for you guys. So invite him to the meeting, right? Be humble and allow him to come help you. There's zero cost to you in any realm of how we do what we do to include Jamin in this conversation. Okay. So invite him to the meetings, but the momentum needs to be enter energetic and excited. And we talk about the money from a preset appointment. We talk about the preset appointments and then that leads to marketing dollars that we've created this revenue stream for marketing dollars. Wow. That's exciting. Right. Then from there, we talk about spiffs and residuals. Yes, they're less than what the industry pays, 50% versus 75 to 80%. But again, we're getting consistent deal flow, preset appointments put on our calendar every single week. And then the residual that we earn has equity value. That's That doesn't exist. It does here at the operating company level. That's important for people to understand. Most people don't understand what that means. So you have to explain the risk, right? The risk of a subagent's revenue compared to an operating company that owns the paper. And you may not even understand that. If you don't, you need to get clear on that. And then after we've talked about the business, the things that will bring them here, the money, the priesthood appointments, the marketing, the spiffs, the residuals, the equity, the deal for the deal, then we hit them with core four. The money is what brought you here, core four is what will keep you here. You will will fall in love with the reflection, the uh, recalibrating and the retargeting that we do, the process on a week to week, month to month, quarter to quarter, year to year basis and the association, the accountability and the action plans more than you will ever fall in love with doing a five phase audit and making some marketing dollars, the brotherhood is what you're going to fall in love with. Because as men, we're lone wolves and we're out there and we're carrying all this stress and, and the burden of life on our shoulders with no one to share it with. And you literally get to come here and open up and have conversations every single week about your biggest problems. It's amazing. And that's the flow, right? And that is the energy that you exert to compel people to wanna be a part of what you're doing. And all those 11 attributes of how to be dynamic and entertaining apply to that conversation. Now, that's the blue agent conversation. It is the most relaxed conversation that we have because we're literally, this is the way I put it, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm offering you an opportunity to be a part of something. Here's the thing, whether you do or don't, marketing is not going to slow down for me meetings are still going to happen deals are still going to flow i'm still going to get my core four association and accountability you're literally not going to affect my life at all whether you do or don't yeah if you become a blue agent i might get an extra deal each month to work with you right and at the end of the day right there's no purpose without profit remember that there's no purpose without profit, there has to be money made to sustain life, to build the kingdom, to sustain the kingdom. But at the end of the day, that one guy is not going to dictate your kingdom being built or not. So we're offering you an opportunity to associate with us, but you're using indifference, which is one of four, what, what do we call it? Indifference is one of four, what? You may remember this lesson. There's, there's four things that we do to compel People. Do you guys know what they are? Indifference is where literally look, you can do it or you don't. Doesn't matter to me, I'm not gonna change my life. Jones effect is hey, look at all these people that are doing it too. It's obviously something you could use, you should consider for yourself. Sense of urgency is hey, you need to do this, right? Because of whatever reason. And then the last thing is fear of loss. Check this out. I, I forgot to tell you guys this. This is the new way for this blue agent conversation, that I want you to end it. Before I let you go, I need to let you know that we only have two MSP spots, four brand ambassador spots, and 20 blue agent spots in this market. When these slots are filled, it's over, no one else. You literally would have to move cities, why? why why can't i be 21 blue agent in this market what's the answer to that no sorry the opportunity is gone it's gone because the reality is there's only a certain amount of marketing resources that we can create to go around based on the geographic size or the population of the location of where you reside so in chicago We only have two MSPs, they're already filled. We only have four brand ambassador spots and two of them are already filled. And we only have 20 blue agent spots and five of them are already filled. So if you like what you're hearing right now, if you're interested and intrigued, this is one of those times in your life where opportunity comes along and you need to make sure you do not let it pass you by. What did you just do? You just use sense of urgency, fear of loss, Jones effect, Right, and indifference all in the same conversation to compel someone to move forward, to not hesitate. All right, so I want to make sure I leave uh, ample time to talk about two other meeting types. I'm going to move to co-calling, okay? Self-hustle, audit, prospecting, meeting, co-calling. How long on this initial call do you have to make a a great first impression? Something like three seconds, six seconds. Eight seconds. seconds. Eight seconds, yeah. Does the momentum of this meeting move fast? Yes, it does. Can you talk slow and dry and monotone and boring in this conversation, Brad? Absolutely. Only if you don't want it to go anywhere. (laughs) No, only if you want to piss them off. Yeah. Right? And get hung up on. Like if you can't play the part of the movie. You need to get the fuck out of the game right now. If you can't put your acting hat on and play the part in the movie, get the fuck out of sales because you don't have what it takes. You got to, you literally have to put everything else in the world. You got to put blinders on to what you're doing right now. And you got to block all that other stuff out in your world. And you got to, okay, I'm going to go play the game. There's gonna be a winner and a loser in this conversation. I got eight seconds to make a great first impression. And you got a smile on your face. Even though they don't see you, you got a smile on your face, your body language is dialed in, right? And you are ready to go. Drink an energy drink, run around the fucking building, like do something to get your heart rate up. And when you call, it's game time, it's show time, right? And you got eight seconds to make a great first impression. And if you can get past that initial engagement to where they don't hang up on you and you're able to continue the conversation, you literally just breach the enemy wall. And now you're on the inside right? and you're in the fight. But it is not won yet. You have to say something that makes you relevant and gets them to like you. And you literally have a three to five minute window of time to convince them that you are worth their time, that you can give them what they want, because that's all they care about right now. They literally don't know you. They don't care um, what you want. It is the last priority in their life. So the momentum of these conversations is the most stressful scenario highly pressured scenario that you will find yourself in. And the momentum of these meetings moves extremely quick. It's why most people in sales fail because they can't handle the pressure and the momentum of how these conversations go, because they have not going back to what Doug recommended. They have not scripted their lines. They have not did the forensics research to review tape and watch video to see where they're weak at and work on leveling up with role playing and acting and playing the part. And if you're honest with yourself, if you're honest with yourself, you can look back, even I can look back and say, man, yeah, there's where I went into a, a meeting, that meeting, this meeting, that meeting. And I didn't have my game face on. I wasn't ready to act. I wasn't ready to play the game. And guess what? I got crushed by the competition. And when you're honest with yourself on that, And then you do the work to level up, right? Then you can improve. You can hone your skills. You can perfect your craft. We say that all the time, but do you actually ever go do it? Do you actually ever go do it? I would make time on your calendar. Actually, I would call it honing my skills and perfecting my craft. And I would reflect and say, man, on a scale of one to five, there's where I suck. And I'm going to spend 30 minutes honing my skills and perfecting my craft. If you're not mastering recruiting blue agents, recruiting brand ambassadors, if you're not mastering the conversion of P1s to P2s, if you're not mastering P2s to P3s, if you're not mastering closing deals, then you need honing your skills and perfecting your craft time on your camera. All right. So I'm going to jump off of that just for time constraints. And I'm going to talk about the P1 audit. The P1 audit. Now we have a long ass questionnaire. Pull it up real quick. Scott, while you're pulling that up, I would love if we could create a library of of cold calling. Uh, I know we probably have scripts and 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 if you've got any recordings or anything, I, I would love those. Yep. I'm gonna we're gonna create that and we're gonna drop videos of wins in for everything that we do right? We'll have a folder of just wins for P1 to P2 conversions, P2 to P3s. Like I'm going to name the folders for all these things, right? And everybody's going to go, be able to go watch and see, man, there was a win. There was a win. There was a win. That's how you win. <clears throat> um, we're going to create that. Okay. So in this new workbook, we've got the SOP, we've got the executive summary, we've got the customer profile where we start to ask questions about them and roll through the services, okay? We've got an agenda that we're gonna send out to the, uh, the partners for the P2. Andrew is masterfully laid all this out for you. Okay, this is what I wanna talk about, the customer profile. Every conversation we start with every customer on a P1 audit, we use the same icebreaker every time, And that is to get them talking about themselves. When they talk about themselves, if they talk for 10 minutes, what does that tell you? They are engaged. And they're going to be easy to get information from. If they summarize, hey, when you say, hey, man, I'm excited to tell you about Blue Equinox and and to share my story with you. But before I do, I'd just love to hear your story and how you got to where you're at today in your company and they say, oh man, I worked my ass off, through college, uh, you know, was in the industry, uh, came here four years ago, and now here I am today. If they sum it up in 20 seconds like that, what does that tell you? They're not they engaged. not engaged. A little bit more difficult to get information out of them. <clears throat> They're not engaged yet. Right now, right? You're gonna have to compel them and show relevancy and get them to like you so that you can get them to open up, right? Like. Let's be honest. How many people would come here right, um, not hearing anything about our program and just start talking about their marriage or just talking about their relationship with their kids or talk about how much money they make and don't make like nobody's just going to fucking open up and talk about that stuff right? until they get to know you and and start to trust you and qualify you like you haven't been vetted yet. So some of these people are going to be a little guarded, right? They've probably been burned in the past, right? So you got to keep all that uh, in consideration. But we get them to do the icebreaker, talk about their company. Nine times out of 10, this is going to relax the person and it's going to get them. They don't even know what's happening right here. Like in their mind, they're becoming comfortable with you and they're starting to trust you to tell you information because they just talked about themselves and their company. They actually haven't learned anything about you, but psychologically it is playing a part on their willingness to give you information. And that's a beautiful thing. It's why we don't talk about, you know, sports teams and fishing and hobbies and and all this other shit, like all that stuff's great, but they don't love that stuff as much as they love themselves and their story. People take pride in that, So make sure they talk about it. Now you ask about the company, Right? You find out if they're a decision maker. You tell your story. You need to tie the Blue Equinox story and your story together. Right? Like you need to make my story and Blue Equinox your story. Right? Blue Equinox yours. This is your business. You're an entrepreneur. So make sure you tell that it's going to build credibility and it's going to gain you respect. Right? When you say, Hey, I started my own business with Blue Equinox because of these values. Right? They're aligned with the principles of how I want to live life and do business and collide with other people. And it's why I'm here with you. That's going to sound good to people. That's going to resonate with them. They're going to like what they're hearing. So now as a result of that, they're starting to like you. Now, when we jump into the, the meat of this phase one conversation, do we literally want to take one to two minutes per question? hey, how many workstations and laptops do you have? They tell you the answer, right? Do we want to spend a lot of time talking about the type of workstations, how long they've had them? Like the point that I'm making is you can spend too much time around the specific details of these questions. You don't want to waste too much time on specific Specificities, specificities, specifics, whatever the fucking word is. You don't want to bog down the meeting because what I don't want you to experience is for you to be on the, on the Zoom meeting with this customer for 30 minutes before you get to the questionnaire. And now as you're starting to ask these questions, <clears throat> you're literally running out of time. By the time you get through with the customer profile and manage services here, you got 10 minutes left. So this is literally the way that I run these meetings knowing that I need to gather enough information to relate to the engine partners so that they get a clear picture of what the landscape of this customer looks like, right? I'm getting this information, I'm typing it in, and then here, Mr. Customer, how many workstations and laptops do you have roughly? I've got, Ten workstations. I've got fifty-five laptops. Beautiful. Okay, moving on. Uh, how many servers do you have in the network? We've got two servers. Okay, beautiful. Uh, total number of of Windows servers, including virtual machines. We've got ten virtual machines. Okay, awesome. Any Linux servers? Nope. Um, are there physical? Are they physical or virtual? Uh, two physical, ten virtual. Okay, awesome. I don't want to do that. Do you see how I'm? The momentum of the questionnaire is moving swiftly. Like I'm not bogging it down. I'm getting the information so I can relay it to the engine partners so that they can review this and come into the phase two and know exactly what the environment looks like. But you you have to move swiftly through this so that you can literally roll through, get the managed services, okay. Is the management of your network, end users, the device managed in house or outsourced today? So if you don't know the questionnaire, then you got to read the questionnaire. But what I'm doing is I'm okay, we're going to talk about managed services today, right? There's three types of managed services it's either all in house, it's either all outsourced, or it's a combination of the two, right? Most companies don't have the fourth, which is no managed services, but there is actually a fourth. Which one is yours? It's a hybrid solution. We do a lot of things in house and we outsource, right? A lot in house and outsource. Okay, so are you working with an MSP? Yes, we are. Okay, the way that we do MSPs every single time with every single customer is we wanna inspect what is expected of the MSP. So, And we're gonna start with a rating system. We want you to rate your MSP from your perspective. One is garbage and it needs to be taken out. Five is exceptional, right? And you're saving your, your oldest daughter for marriage by the owner's hand, son's hand, something like that, something funny to crack a joke, right? Are they a one or are they a five? And now if they say one, two, or even three, what did you just do? You created an opportunity for yourself. You created an opportunity for you to highlight managed services red on the heat map and to bring in the partner to have a conversation around managed services, to inspect what is expected, to show a cloud and a cyber solution. And you're moving swiftly through this, right? You're being relevant. You're getting them to like you because at the end of the phase one conversation, when we've asked all these questions, right? And, and you're not, let me just say right now, you should never ask all these questions in a phase one. Like there's too many damn questions on here to get them all in, in a phase one conversation. I don't give a shit about wiring and cabling, hardware, software, printers, scanners, Wi-Fi summary, Wi-Fi, right? That'd be good to actually get to, Uh, but physical security, television, I don't care if you never sell television service in your life. CRM, don't care. Marketing, don't care. Digital, web design, business automation, don't really care. There's six silos of IT that we give a shit about. Those are the questions. Mr. Customer, what are you doing for managed services? Okay, let's talk about how they're uh, managing your cloud. Okay, got it. What about cybersecurity? It's a 2 pronged attack, proactive and reactive, right? What are they doing for you? You're discrediting their current MSP Every time you uncover something that they're not doing and you're moving swiftly. Okay, now let's talk about uh, how you communicate. It used to be phone service, now it's a combination of communication methods. Phone service is still one, voice is still one of them. But more importantly than that, you need video conferencing, you need instant message, you need SMS capabilities. What kind of UCAS solution do you have? Oh, we don't. We have an old antiquated phone system. Beautiful you just uncovered a risk, a liability and exposure. Like you're gonna improve the efficiency of how they communicate with a unified communication system. Every company you talk to that just has voice and and a a PBX or a host of PBX phone system. If they don't have instant messaging, video conferencing and SMS consolidated in one application, then you're going to be able to improve efficiency inside of that company. And a lot of them don't. And then bandwidth, right? Bandwidth and SD-WAN, you can create significant value because you create fear around them not being set up the way they need to be. And then wireless and IOT. What do you do for mobility? Is it bring your own device? Do you guys have a company plan? How do you measure activity? Do you have any type of, Uh, IOT sensors that are tracking trucks, manufacturing, like uh, those industries that those are prevalent in, if you're having a meeting with them, ask those questions. If you're not, then you don't even worry about IOT. Ask if they have a mobility plan, if they have uh, tablets in anything that is subscription-based. If they do, great, that's an opportunity. If they don't, then boom, it's not an opportunity move on. The phase one meeting moves swift. At the end of it, you qualify the customer With each vendor that you're gonna bring to the phase two, you build extreme value in that conversation and you reiterate the fact that you wanna earn their business and you reiterate Blue Equinox's value to them to serve them, become an extension of their IT team, build the relevancy and the value at the end of the conversation so that you heighten their impulse to the highest point in the conversation so that you close them and you get the yes. The call to action at the end of the phase one is to get a yes. But the purpose of the phase one audit is not to get a bunch of answers to a bunch of questions that go nowhere. It is to compel the customer to move forward to have conversation around the areas of their business that there is risk, liability, and exposure. And that is it. And the momentum of that meeting is swift and it's it's smooth, but it's swift at the same time and it builds excitement and intrigue and interest. As you move throughout the questionnaire, uncovering multiple areas of risk, liability, exposure, all in one conversation. Then you paint the picture of orchestrating the perfect symphony, which is the phase two meeting where these, this million dollar in payroll is going to show up and have a $5,000 conversation that they're going to pay zero for. So just to recap, self-hustle. Very fast conversation. Eight seconds to make a great first impression, less than three to five minutes. Blue agent brand ambassador meeting. You got a full hour on the calendar. Are they hanging up on you, Brad? Do you got to worry about them hanging up on you? No, I got 50 other guys I got to get to. They're not hanging up on you. They they have blocked out the time. They want to be here to hear what you have to say. Be relevant, be compelling, and you will... You will fascinate them from the very beginning because you are unique. You are the new generation of master agency. The next, you're the evolution in the industry of what a master agency is going to look like. And if they don't want to get smoke checked by the competition, i.e. us, they better get on board with the program because we're going to go out and fuck the market up. We're gonna close everything we touch and recruit everyone we talk to. And you got an opportunity right now to join us or to be against us. And I don't like your chances if you're against us. And then you've got the P1 audit. Relevancy and value to compel them swiftly throughout the meeting to close them. The call to action is the phase two with qualified vendors that they they verbally agree that they need to meet with. Utilizing the 11 attributes of how to be dynamic and entertaining all throughout the conversation. All right, let's see what we got here in the chat. All right, see you guys. Um, okay, so uh, because of time constraints today, I'm not gonna do the fuel, we're at the top of the hour. I'm going to rip it from the um, Q2 review and I'm going to drop it in and it'll be on the, the podcast and the fuel is on. You say you want it, but are you willing to work for it? And um, all of you guys here were on the Q2. So you've already received it anyways. Um, so we're going to rip that. We're going to put on the podcast for people that are listening to here and for anyone on our team, right? Uh, Part of the program today that wasn't on the Q2 review. So, gentlemen, that is the lesson on momentum of a meeting. I hope this resonated. I hope to help you guys, right, to identify where you need to work on your weaknesses at in these different types of meetings that we run and the different senses of urgency that you should have to move faster than other times, right, throughout some of these meetings, like the cold call or the P1 audit, To remain and stay consistently dynamic and entertaining to compel your audience to want to stay engaged with you. So, with that, have a beautiful Wednesday. Go crush your targets. And I look forward to our next collision. I will catch you guys on the flip side. Scott, do you throw this in the uh, Wednesday recording? Do you throw this? Yeah. Okay. It'll be in the Wednesday training. Thank you. Yes, sir. See you guys. Thanks, Scott. See See you guys.